views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. Authors Hour. Get the story behind the story. It's all on the Authors Hour. You'll get to hear the authors talking about their books and the journey behind how it all began. Join the opportunity to hear the insights on what inspired them to write it. Now, here is your host, Wayne G. Barber. Good morning, America. Beautiful bluebird skies this morning. I'll give you a little health report. I've been off the year for the last couple of weeks. Um, we've been going with the encore presentations. I hope you enjoyed them and have satisfied the needs for our, our customers and our sponsors of the show while I was convalescing. Uh, my wife got the shingle shots, but I did not get the shingle shots, and I got the shingles. So they uh, ruled it acute shingles. I got some new medicines from Dave Kimball and Stanley, my doctor, and they worked and cleared it up completely in five days. Unbelievable super drugs they have today. So I lucked out, and we'll see if I built up enough antibiotics now in my body so I don't have to get the shingle shot. Maybe I've got enough all built up because I went through the process. Uh, at the same time, my brand new cardiologist uh, put me on a new medicine for my AFib that did not like that medicine I was taking for the shingles. So I had a reaction of that very, very scary situation, to say the least. And then to top it all off, on the seventh day, he rose again. And I went out and shoveled snow and pulled three muscles in my lower back and my lower disc. So that was the story for the last two and a half weeks. So take every day, every hour to the 100% and really enjoy it because it can really change fast. But we're back up and running now. And we had a great show yesterday with the outdoor scene. And I was very surprised. I put a, you know, I always play one or two uh, radio shows. Uh, songs on that show for the huge, huge listener after 12 years as the longest running outdoor scene uh, radio program in New England, maybe the country. And uh, I got seven positive emails on uh, Katie Oslin and 80s Ladies. So that really, really resonated with the audience out there. And I enjoyed that. Uh, enough about our convalescing and health and all that. This is the Authors Hour on 99.9 Smoking WNRI. And also 1380 AM on the dial since 1954. I'll tell you, we are the grandfather up here in Northern Rhode Island. But it's not Northern Rhode Island. Tune in radio, WNRI.com, Alexa, Apple. 14 different ways to pick up the show, including Anchor.fm podcast following the broadcast. And today, we have a very patient author that has been put on hold the last two weeks because his new book is coming out this month, at the end of the month. So the timing is still good. Guntas Goncavros, and the name of the book is Secrecy and Gamemanship. And this is his third appearance on the Author's Hour. And I love historical fiction about the Gilded Age. And this one is about Teddy Roosevelt and secrecy about that era 
in that uh, uh, time period. Should be a real good one. And then the second half, we have uh, Karen Warinsky has uh, come up with a whole new poetry program that they're going through uh, the Blackstone Valley with. And I think they got eight or ten dates all set up now and up to 14 different poets. So we're going to be all excited about that on the second half. And she graciously, you know, put off the last two weeks and they were concerned about my health more than they were the visit on the show. So we should have a good one for you. And it's going to be sponsored by Association of Rhode Island Authors. Anyone can join the Association of Rhode Island Association of Authors. But you'll find that a published author and an aspiring author with a complete manuscript will benefit most from our membership. In addition, your membership fee helps support all Rhode Island's most talented writers. Benefits of being an ARA membership include networking with dozens of local published authors at our monthly meetings that are always held on the second Thursday of the month. Presentations from industry pros on a wide array of published topics, exclusive invitations to speak and conduct your presentations at libraries and other venues. At Advance notice of any expos, festivals, and any other event where books are sold. A reduced table fee at the Rhode Island Authors Expo, a website link in IRA's members directory, and so much more. Check us out at www.riauthors.org. I did. Lively Lodorati, too, is uh, now back on at the East Greenwich Hotel at 162 Main Street in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. And uh, Guy is in charge of that. And we usually have a couple of authors and open mic. And also, Martha says, the brand new, I think it's our seventh edition of the anthology of the Association of Rhode Island Authors with the theme, Iconic Rhode Island. And submissions are being accepted now on 5,000 uh, word limit on that. Harvest Moon Health Foods, Route 21, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza in Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Healthy foods for a healthy lifestyle. Gluten-free products. Over 100 dried herbs, nuts, and seeds. Healthy snacks. Help your body to reinforce its immune response. Hemopathic and herbal allergy relief. We stock quality brand manufacturers, including Against the Grain, Rudy's, Nature's Plus, Batlane's Organic Oils, Food for Life, and so much more. Natural honey and organic coconut sugar, raw milk. Elderberry for flu remedies. Consumer-friendly hours are Monday through Wednesday, 10 to 6 p.m., Thursday to Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sundays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Harvest Moon Health Foods.net, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza, Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Proud sponsor of Brian Tag and the number 9 in the late model at Thompson Speedway. And you can see Brian at the Icebreaker the first weekend of April, weather permitting, at Thompson Speedway driving the number nine in the late model series. AuthorsHourBookstore.com. New and slightly read books. If you heard our author interview on our Authors Hour every Tuesday at 9 a.m., we will stock it. Call Wayne, WNRI at Yahoo.com for any locator service or a closed-out book. Again, it's the new AuthorsHourBookstore.com. 
Let's sweeten up the pot today. 10% off anything on the website, the Authors Hour Bookstore, and free shipping over $100, or I'll drop it off at your door. Folks, if you or someone you know is celebrating a birthday and you want Wayne to announce it on his program, just send him an email. His address is waynewnri at yahoo.com. Help make that special someone feel like celebrating with a birthday shout-out on WNRI. Thank you, Johnny. Our Connecticut author, Elizabeth Splain, turns 54 today. And rocker Jerry Levely of the oldies group there up in Butterville turns 77. You know him from the banking industry down here in Autumn Fest, too. Jerry Levely. Also, uh, Michael Peck uh, Jr., fireman, 42 today. And uh, Seekonk driver in the truck series, Daryl Church, turns 59 today. Happy birthday to everybody at WayneWNRIYahoo.com. On the line right now, we have... Guntis. And boy, what a book it is. Let me give you a little recap on it right here. It was the beginning of the grand new century. William McKinley was re-elected president. Theodore Roosevelt was now the vice president and wanted the secret spy agency for the executive branch. The Pan Am Exposition heralded electricity as the new power to light the world. The American economy was booming, engineering innovations eclipsed previously believed limits, and submarines captured the Navy's attention. But a failed assassination attempt of Kaiser Wilhelm started a cascade of events that threatened to spiral the world's fragile balance of power out of control. And uh, this is, I believe, the third or fourth book. And we've had Guntis on three times. And he's an analytical chemist by education, historian by interest, and a storyteller by passion. Coupling storytelling with analysis of historical details has culminated in the development of several of his books set around the Gilded Age and beyond. And Gilded Age has been re-upped on uh, the HBO series now, and I'm hooked on that at the Downton Abbey. Him and his wife, uh, Joan, spend their time enjoying the wonders of New Hampshire. Aquatic and terrestrial gardening spotted with trying to keep up with those three grown professional daughters that keep him traveling. Good morning, Gunters. How are you? Good morning, Wayne. I'm doing fine. How about yourself? A lot better, and I want to thank you very, very much for being patient with my delay the last couple of weeks. It's really tough, but I know this is a new book for you that was just for our processor of Stillwater Books and our good friend Steve and Dawn, and you wanted to get the timing right for your book signing at Stillwater Books. Is that still on with the COVID virus? Um, that is still on, uh, March 26th. At, uh at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so it's a Saturday, um, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to get back out and get back on the road a little bit. 
Yeah, I think all the authors are now. We started the late part of last year, opening up a little bit more, and then we got our expo in, and now we are getting requests from around the uh, New England area to supply authors. So gradually it is coming back, but keep your guard up on it because it can change awful, awful quick. And uh, use, you know, common sense uh, precautions on that. Now, your book series... Havana's Secret. We did that one a while back on the show. And then Convergence of Valor, the men of the H.L. Hunley. Two of my top 20 books in my personal library. I love historical fiction, and I love your style of writing. Why this particular book? Secrecy and game uh, craftsmanship and gamemanship. Are you just totally addicted to that era, or do you have an endless supply of information from your resources? Well, I, I, I don't think I could say it's endless, uh, uh, endless supply. But um, with respect to the addiction, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll confess. I'm, uh, I'm pretty much, can, I'm pretty much addicted to Gilded Age going into the Progressive Age. And when you've got someone like Teddy Roosevelt to uh, to play around with, it's uh, um, it's definitely an interesting uh, interesting time to dig into and and find some stories. You know, the books keep coming out on that era, and you know, young authors will ask me, why do they keep coming out with a book? You know, from the First World War era and all that. And you know, my answer back to it. There's so many stories that have never been told that aren't known. And it just come back to it with the HBO. The success of Downtown Abbey, totally based in Europe, you know, with the castles and stuff like that. And then have the foresight, Mr. Fellows, to come back with the USA New York part of it has added so much to that series. And it's so historically correct. I don't know if you've been watching that show or not, but it has been renewed. No, I, I haven't been watching it, but it's something that I'm that, that's on my list. Boy, is it done well. You know, we got a lot of, a lot to do with the railroads and the Industrial Revolution and stuff like that and the power-hungry uh, people and how fast it happened in the United States on Wall Street and uh, especially in New York. But it's so well done. I know you would love that show because I I think it's correct the way they've done it. They they haven't added a lot of imagination to it. The facts are right there. Now this one here, yeah. secrecy and gamemanship. How long was the edit on it? Oh, this is this is another one that was about fifty uh, percent worth of edit. So um, there were there were several lines that. Uh, actually brought a tear to my eye to have to cut out because it really didn't stay with the storyline of what was what was happening. Um, but I've, I've got those pieces set aside a little bit, and, and we'll we'll see what we can do about including them in, in future books. Do you see any of the similarities of the First World War of this era? You know the late. 1800s to, say, 1920 in that era. Do you see any similarities of what's happening right now 
in the world with the war that's going on that started eight days ago or ten days ago. You see any similarities? Oh, it, it's uh, it's scarily similar, um, it, it, especially when you've got someone um, like like uh, Putin. It's you know kind of kind of pushing the envelope, very similar to the way that uh, the Kaiser Wilhelm did um, back then, and. You know, it's it's. Uh, I'm I'm a Latvian, um, Latvian American, and first generation American by descent. So it's it's kind of uh, very uh, very personal to me to uh, watch what's going on over there. It's something. It's, it's like a soap opera, play by play. It's twenty four seven on five networks with the amount of reporters they have. And then uh, somebody will reveal the footage you're watching as a five-year-old tape from another part of the world. And, you know, there's so much fake news out, but you know it's real. <laughs> I mean, the numbers are climbing. And uh, everybody's wondering on that 40-mile line of tanks and equipment he's got right in the middle. And I think it's a fear factor. He's got it parked right there just to, you know, come to a close on this. And they keep saying this no-fly zone. And all I can think of is the f- no-fly zone, if that ever drops coming out of Poland and stuff like that, would that be similar to the Lusitania in a different era? Um, I, 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 maybe not necessarily the Lusitania, but um, it would be more uh, more like the assassination of um, the... Uh, Austria-Hungary emperor. Um, it, it, the, the spark that actually started World War One. You know, there's absolutely no question. Um, and, and, and it's unfortunate because Poland's in a position that is uh, is, is scarily similar to some of the uh, uh, some of the European states back in back in 1914, where they're they're sitting there wondering, um, do I make a move now and wait? And hope that nothing will happen um, to me, or do I uh, uh, do I go ahead and, and, and take the plunge? It was kind of kind of a rough position that that Poland's in, the kind of rough position that that a, that a couple of the other countries are in as well. Um, I uh, I did have a trip to uh, to Russia um, back nineteen or um, ninety one. Between 91 and 93, um, I had gone over to Russia to take a look at some of the uh, um, power plants that they had over there, uh, in, in particular one up up in the northern section of uh, um, of Russia, not not Chernobyl, but uh, one of the uh, one of the pressurized water reactors up there. And um, I, I met a couple of engineers from uh, the Zhabarizhi's uh, uh, plant uh, down in southern Ukraine. Very, very knowledgeable individual. I certainly hope that he's uh, he's doing okay. Um, I have not heard. I have not, you know, had any uh, any communication with him over the past past couple of years. Uh, and, and I just hope that everything's okay down a, down at that station. You know, I hate to get off the subject of your book, but the education that I'm getting on that region, I was so shocked. When I knew Chernobyl was there, and that was another series that was on HBO that really gave me an education. It was so well done. And uh, Russia took that over the second day. 
And if that isn't maintained yeah. right in its dormant stage, we have another time bomb that could go off. And then the uh, taking of the second nuclear power plant out there and the fake news of saying it got hit by a rocket. And then they find out it was a storage building. It was a fire. It was not a rocket hit. And, you know, the, it must have took them another 18 hours to admit they were reporting it wrong. But it brought my attention. There's 16 nuclear power plants in the Ukraine. It, uh, yep. What a time bomb. I'm well, saying was, as long as they're run correctly, it's okay. Um, but I guess that's the, that's the big thing. Trying to run a power plant in the middle of a war is not uh, not very easy. So, you know, with the world market on oil and gas, with Russia being the biggest product that they're you know, selling and making money on to fuel all this, they're also going to end up with 16 power plants that must be supplying about half of Europe. So they're in a. I can see his incentive to take that over and protect his border. Well, um, I, I I have an opinion about what he's doing, but we'll we'll reserve that for. Uh, Do you think he's going to stop that? What? He's he's not going to stop until he's he's done. That's One your, way or another. That's your personal opinion. That's my personal opinion. Um, and and it's and it's not uh, and it's not going to be pretty either way. You know, one of one of the interesting things that I was looking at as I was watching some of the coverage, um, I do have a book in draft that um, uh, deals with how my mother had escaped um, had escaped Latvia during World War II, and some of the footage. Uh, that I've seen from you know from the networks actually watching this are, are are scarily similar to some of the scenes that my mother had expressed to me as to uh, as to how they had to escape and and uh, basically emigrate to Poland first and then to the western side of Germany so that they could get uh, get out to the free world from uh, from the Soviets as they were moving their, moving them in so it, it's kind of Kind of surreal, actually watching watching some of my writing come to life. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't like to make fun of it, but it's it's um, it, it's worrisome. It's worrisome to see that uh, that type of saber rattling going on over there. So this book is basically the start of what we would now call a CIA or our FBI. Uh, Actually, uh, it would be the CIA. However, the FBI did spin off from uh, from that group as well. So I'm 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 kind of following the direction of how uh, Wilkie had actually formed um, the second precursor to the CIA, which would be uh, one I believe, um, that moved. Slowly, uh, very, very slowly into OSS, and then became uh, uh, became the CIA eventually, which is really huge today. It's so political; it's unbelievable. Yes. CIA and the FBI, and uh, what we're getting today, and then a world war. 
well, not a world war going on, but could be turning into one. Uh, the book is fantastic. It fits in such a uh, same groove, niche market, as your two previous books. Uh, Havana's Secret, and especially the one I liked, uh, that H.L. Uh, Hunley, Convergence of the Men of the H.L. Hunley. How has that been perceived and received around the world? And could you talk about maybe some interesting emails that you got because you wrote the book or anything that you met on a one-on-one basis? Uh, any interesting comments or uh, feedback? On, on, on which? On, uh, men of the H.O. Hunley. Um. It, it was um, it was kind of kind of interesting. Some of the some of the discussions were surrounded around um, you know how's a you know how's a how's a northerner talking about a southern ship type of deal. Um, but when I, I, I focused on the technical aspects more and the uh, uh, personalities of the individuals that were involved, I mean as I mentioned in in one of the discussions four of the eight sailors on the Hunley were uh, were actually european um that they had been here and they were investigating or more interested in the the sailorsmanship as well as the technology moving forward for how do you manage a uh a, a basically a 40 foot long tube under the water and know where you're going yeah. uh, being able to determine where it is so the it's it's more on the on the technical aspects of things. Um, I, I got some um, some good discussion from uh, the Sons of the Confederacy, actually, out of Texas, that they were interested in in hearing me speak about the uh, about the H.L. Hunley um, and talk a little bit about the background for that. It was uh, um, great chat, um, and, and I, I didn't have to break out my southern accent for it either. So. <laughs> It, it worked out pretty well. Secrecy and gamemanship. Teddy Roosevelt instead of Franklin D. on that turn of the century. Uh, in this particular book, uh, that was the first start, too, uh, I believe, of Joe Kennedy. And uh, at that time, I believe he was the ambassador to England. Is that touched in the book at all? No, it's not touched in the book at all because it it, it doesn't uh, pertain to the storyline. Now, okay. I, I did dig into a little bit on what Kennedy was doing, but um, I would would have loved to kind of add a little bit into it, but uh, didn't didn't quite fit. Um, the the one thing of of interest to uh, to some of my Rhode Island readers is is that I, I did spend uh, a bit of time in the book talking about and working through. Um, Admiral Luce and the uh, Naval War College over in uh, over in, in Newport. Oh yeah, um, and the development of uh, Fort Wetherill on Jamestown. And uh, you know that I was made aware of Fort Gettysburg in Jamestown was a prisoner of war camp. And uh, yep. you know we re-educated German soldiers and stuff of that and the American way or tried to do what we could but there's been a few interesting books written on that subject matter but the Naval College in Providence especially with the shipyards was so instrumental 
in that time period of the uh, century of the entire world. I, I think he could write another half a dozen books on that. It's so fascinating. And uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. the Naval College alone, still right there, was so dynamic. And uh, you know, uh, Taft Pierce and so other things, uh, so many other things in the Rhode Island area that were tied into that, including the the huge shipyards in Providence we had at that time. If you know, it looks like Bath, Maine has got all of that market there. Cornered up here, and then what we have over in Groton, Connecticut, and stuff now too with the subs. But uh, maybe that's another book coming up. Are you working on another book right now? Um, I've I've got uh, I've got two irons in the fire right now. In, in particular, one was um, a continuation of this this storyline with how uh, Teddy Roosevelt got into the um, uh, the Panama Canal. I mean, there, there's there's oh my God. pieces of that in this book um, where he's he's working on a way in order to get his idea of a canal between the uh, uh, between the uh, the oceans. Um, working with some of his um, some of his strings down there in, in Central America. Um, that's that's one of the uh, one of the books that I'm working on at this point, uh, and the other one. You know, as I had mentioned before, was uh, I wanted to finish up the draft of the uh, the story of how my mother ended up getting over to uh, over to this country. Um, quick quick story about that is is that um, back in the '90s, after Latvia became independent again, um, I had gone back with my um, with my mother to uh, to Latvia, and it's the first time that she had seen her sister in 50 years. Wow. Um, because her sister was caught behind the lines when the Russians came through the, uh, the, the second, or the Soviets came through the second time. Um, and that's the other iron in the fire that I've got, that I've got working on. And like I had mentioned, the, uh, the, the, the scenes that my mother had expressed as she had walked through the war zone as a 14-year-old girl are very similar to some of the scenes that I'm, that I'm seeing, uh, um, seeing now in the in the coverage of of uh, Ukraine, are you developing a, a following on a blog site or your website? And what is the website uh, website for our listeners? Uh, the website is gg goncarovs um, g o n c a r o v s dot com. Um, I do have a little bit of a following there, but m- the more so is. The uh, historical piece of things, where uh, where I'm going out to libraries, uh, historical societies, and talking about that specific era or the the uh, the elements that are included in each of the books. Um, as I had mentioned, I've been out several times about the Hunley, talking about that. Um, so, some places actually tell me as the expert on uh, on the H.L. Hunley, which um, I, I I don't really care for that mantle too much. Um, but it does it does provide me some uh, some open doors to to provide uh, provide some book sales. Well, I think you're onto something. I love your style of writing. I love your subject matter, and I think there's still so many untold stories about that era of the U.S. in uh, world history. And uh, you've got a good one here: secrecy and gamemanship 
right here, and it's available on your website at Stillwater Books, selected stores, uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, Amazon, you know, your regular places, and your own website where you retain most of the profit, uh, profits on it yourself. Um, a yeah. comment, working with Stillwater Books, we're doing in uh, uh, Stephen, is that a good relationship? Oh, it's an excellent relationship. Steve, Steve and I go back a ways. In fact, I kind of, when I first got into some of the, um, uh, some of the book fairs, uh, ran into Steve, talked to him a little bit, and realized that he and Dawn were actually at Rhode Island, uh, at the University of Rhode Island, at the same time that I was. Wow. And and it was and it's kind of interesting though. They were on one side of the campus with the with the arts and, and uh, literature piece. And I was over on the technical side with the uh, um, with the people working with physics and, and chemistry, which was you know, obviously the direction that I was going. So, you know, even though we were there at the same time, we never really ran into each other. Um, but it was kind of uh, kind of an interesting interesting uh, piece that we started out our relationship a bit. Uh, he's got a couple of good books out that um, kind of drove me to uh, talking with him as well. Yeah. The Gus is a fantastic book. I'm glad to have you on. And thank you again for your patience uh, being rescheduled here on three times. But I knew your time frame on the release and that book signing in Pawtucket. And that kind of gave me a little buffer zone. But I kept you at the top of the list. And in the meantime, I think I got 13 more brand new books in the mail that other authors want to get on the show. So I'm probably going to end up wow. with uh, like two books, you know, every week now to try to get caught up a little bit. And uh, I love your work. Uh, I'm a big, big uh, fan of that era of history. And those are my keeper books. I, I really think that's an, there's still so many untold stories. Thank you very much for writing this book. Well, great. I, I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, it was, uh, took a while to get through Alrighty, you have one of the best days of your life. Okay, you too, and again tomorrow. Okay, take care. That concludes the first part of our show, and uh, what a book it is, Secrecy and Gamership, and uh, Teddy Roosevelt as Vice President with all the uh, beginning of the CIA. Book lovers go May. she did it. They're celebrating 27 years in business. And it all started on March 4th and March 5th. Books, coffee, gifts, raffles, giveaway, deals, treats, psychic messages with Nadine. And thank you for supporting your local independent bookstore. Book Lovers Gourmet is located at 72 East Main Street in Webster, Massachusetts, 508-949-6232. Normally open today at 10 o'clock, but you know, I think I can smell that Hogan Brothers coffee all the way down here in Wooden Socket, and boy, it is good, and it's also available by the pound. Her uh, section of children's books and puzzles and games and stuff is expanded in the store, and she's very, very receptive to local authors and local poets, especially uh, doing a presentation of your work. And check her out on the website, BookLoveIsGourmet.com and uh, like her Facebook page on that too. We also have, uh, let me see here, 
brand new sponsor that came on board and he's telling me he's getting very, very good results. And it's Falcon Properties Preservation Group. And that's attention Timothy Falcon moving all types of cleanouts, working with real estate as a specialty for cleanouts. They use tilt body dump trucks to avoid the uh, cost of those big containers and ready to take away all your unwanted. Give uh, Timmy a call at 401 205 5786.
A.T. Oslin, A.D. Ladies. Transportation limousine services provided by C.J. Trans of Fairbanks, hairstyles by Worcester Hair Company, and Little General Stores. By God, there's one in your neighborhood, and the specials expire on 313. And we're talking about No Limit, Honeyham, $5.99 a pound, and backed by popular demands, Canada Mints. With the full assortments, you know, then uh, Massachusetts company had gone out of business. Another company bought them, and now they're supplying little general stores with all those familiar wafers from Canada Mints. Also, spoon roast at five ninety nine a pound, and also a sponsor of recipe for a good day every Wednesday morning, right here with Jeff and Chef Gary McLaughlin at nine a.m. on Smoker ninety nine point. 9 FMWNRI. Also, help wanted at uh, taking phone orders coming in on the hotline and working the counter, helping out general and trainable. Apply in person, not by phone call. At Sirio's Pizzeria and Restaurant, open Tuesday through Sunday. And Cereal celebrates the 52 years in business, also with that fantastic Tuesday special of a large cheese pizza, 15 slices rectangle, only $7. And Sunday dinner for two, your choice of six to ten entrees, uh, whether it be uh, beef, pork, uh, seafood, or poultry, $23.99. Includes soda and coffee, including decaf, and homemade dessert. That deserves an extra fin for that server. Definitely a fin ski on that. $23.99. No strings attached. And that's every Sunday, 52 times a year, at Sirio's Pizzeria and Restaurant. Now, if you're watching a little hockey tonight, a basketball, or whatever, and you want to have a delivery to your door, they haven't lost an order yet. 401-568-7187. And also the help wanted ad right there. It's uh, back to uh, the virus has been dissipated, so they've added on a lot more hours. And also, you talk about changes. We have an essential coronavirus small business, American Beauty Signworks, located at 706 St. Paul Street. Where is that on St. Paul Street? What end? Blackstone or North Smithfield? It's on the North Smithfield end, right behind our fine sponsor, Little General Stores, to the right-hand side of Powell Motors. Now I'm showing my rage across from the fire department. And boy, if you want to sit down with Desiree now, she's got her own cubicle. Desiree with three E's, and what an educated lady this is. Look at the portfolio they have in the computer of other businesses in the last three years in the tri-state region of what they've gone with for their business. And your creative juices will get going, come up with a five-year business plan. They'll lay it all out for you, build the signs right there, or do the graphics on your trucks or your fleet, because now they go overhead doors that are really high to get all of your trucks in there with this brand new location. They kept the same phone number, 401-767-2922. And also, we've got to talk a little bit about black ice in the morning, lockout service, jump-starting service, 
You can all get that and more, including scheduling a Rhode Island vehicle inspection by calling Larry's 24-Hour Towing and Buttleville Motor Sales, 401-568-6286. They've only been around since 1922, and now it's used auto and truck sales with new arrivals every day. Peter, Jerry, John Bryant, and Carrie, what a crew they have. Expert bodywork and insurance estimates right on the premises. On the line right now, graciously awaiting three weeks to get on the air because they're about to start a whole new series. And as we've talked about on the author's hour, the last five or six months, the explosion of poetry in this country. And she's author of Golden Autumn with a beautiful picture from Thompson, Connecticut, right on the Village Common, Karen Warinsky. And she's going to be talking about a whole new series she's got, and she's one of the participating uh, poets on it. And the series is free to the public, 2 to 4 p.m., and is starting in June 6th. And that was the 2021 Roseland Park series, which was a total success. And now the new one for 2022 starts Saturday, March 19th from 7 to 9 p.m. And they've changed the location right over here to Whitensville, Massachusetts. Good morning, Karen. How are you? Good morning, Wayne. I'm good. It's a little windy here in the woods of uh, Woodstock, so I hope we can stay connected. <laughs> I'm on my Wi-Fi. And uh, how are you? Your voice is coming in like you're sitting right across from me. Nice and clear. And all oh, of my good. numbers on the gauges are perfect. What an all-star okay. well, lineup. That's good. <laughs> Paul Richmond, Robert Perry's been on this show five times. Giovanni Van Pelt. And the list goes on and on. It looks like you're on to a good thing at the Sing Performance Center, Alternatives Whitens Mill at 60 Douglas Road in Whitensville, Mass. And that's going to commence on March 19th on a Saturday night. Oh, my God. That's May, right. June, this, uh, October. Yeah, if I could just take a minute. So um, we have seven events, starting with the one on March 19th, and we're doing it in two locations. So we're going to have some performances at the Sing Center and some performances at Roseland Park when the weather is warmer. <laughs> so um, these, uh, this information, we're calling ourselves Poets at Large now, so we've changed our name. Okay. There's a web page you can join on Facebook if, if people want to see the information there. And, of course, we will be running um, a little bit of advertising and also, uh, you know, press releases are going out. Um, we are looking for sponsors, but if I could take a second to tell you who's helping us out this year. Go right ahead. Okay. So uh, for the Sing Center, we got a little financial help from Webster First Bank, EA Custom Millwork, who is um, a person right there in Northbridge, Mass., and Valleycast, of course, which is the uh, one of the arms of Open Skies, which runs out of the mill there. And then in the Roseland Park uh, series, EA Millworks is also helping us. And then we have Charter Oak Federal Credit Union, Attorney Mark Brulard, Line Master Switch. So if anybody uh, else out there wants to help us, you get... Um, publicity with that contact me and i will send you the information but we're super excited there's going to be 22 published recognized poets 
in this entire series, including um, some poet laureates from Connecticut and, of course, Paul Richmond from Massachusetts. Uh, the current poet laureate of Connecticut is Margaret Gibson, and she's going to be reading on September 11th with myself and Paul. And then we also have um, Tony Fusco. Uh, we have Eve Rifka, so many really good, Ben Grossberg, great uh, people. So it's too many to list here, but if people want to join Poets at Large webpage um, on Facebook, all the information is there. Now, last year, Rosalind Park, one of your prime helpers on that, was the winery with free samples and stuff. Is, did he drop out this year, or is he late contacting you? Well, yeah, we're, um, I'm not, I don't think we're having that this year. I don't have a sponsor secured uh, okay. on that, so we're going to just play that one by ear. And plus, COVID restrictions, I mean, outdoors, it's not a problem, but I'm not sure what we're going to be doing um, at the Sing Center. So yep. uh, if people need refreshments, they might want to bring their own water bottle. <laughs> I got an email here from uh, Ronnie. He wants to know, what is the fee of these poet things? Well, it, it, like I say, it's free to the public. Um, okay. That's why we have, uh, we've been asking for sponsors to help us because, you know, I like to give the poets a little gas money and advertising is expensive. So we want to get the word out. Of course, we do get a lot of free publicity from, you know, the fact that the uh, events are free. So the newspaper usually runs a little something. But, you know, you got to get the word out to people or they don't know it's happening. So, um, you know, March 19th kicks it off and it goes all the way through October this year. I got an email from Rhonda from Whitensville, Massachusetts, and she wants to know, is this family-friendly or is some of the poetry adult material? Yeah, we recommend 14 and up. Um, I think we don't, generally speaking, have people who are doing a lot of, uh, I don't know how you say, like there's nothing terribly objectionable, but there might be adult language and okay. there some themes are adult themes, but I think 14 and up is is reasonable for what we do. Now, it doesn't mention on your flyers that I got on the advance and what I pulled off the internet, but when you have one of these events would say four or six uh, poets at that event, are you going to be selling their books, just their books for that event? Is that part of it? Or will all the poets' uh, material be available at all the events? Yeah, I think it's it's the people who are reading that particular night because I wouldn't have any way to um, get books from the poets that are scattered all around the, the two states um, ahead of time. So that particular night, whoever is a featured reader can display their work. And frankly, between all of us, there's going to be three featured readers plus a featured open mic reader at each event. Wow. It's a lot of material. A lot of these people have published several things. Yeah. Uh, our first event, too, is going to be a little interesting because we have flute player Terry Bradley coming, and he has uh, quite a reputation around the area and a big repertoire. And when we had him come out last summer, people were just enchanted, and they loved having that. So he's going to play about a 15-minute segment and then also play during intermission for us. I'd like more musicians to get involved. So if anybody out there hears this and thinks they might be a good fit to come to one of our poetry readings, uh, contact me. <laughs> okay, now the best way for contact is on Facebook at Poets at Large? Yeah, Poets at Large, or they could also uh, reach me at my email, which is my first name, Karen with a K, A-R-E-N dot Warinsky, W-A-R-E-N. 
I-N-S-K-Y, at gmail.com. And I'll tell you, I just finally got my website up and running. And so if you punch my name in uh, with WordPress, Karen Warinsky Poetry at WordPress, you'll find me there, too, and I can answer all your questions. Boy, this thing uh, open is Open mic, a- I should mention, too. Yeah, sorry, Wayne. Open mic, your five five-minute segments, um, and the sign-up is just at the event itself. They don't have to sign up ahead of time. I knew this was going to take off last year when it started over at Roseland Park. I knew it for the emails that I get from around the world and on a national level how the poetry is really taking off. And I think now this is going to expand. I've got two other emails of poetry events that just came in. And uh, it's really, really growing by leaps and bounds. Thank you very much for taking the lead on this, Karen. I want to thank you very much for calling well, in and being very patient through the last couple of weeks. Our health is bouncing back, and I, I know you wanted to get this out because Saturday, March 19th is coming up very fast. And all the best to right, you on I this. Also, yeah, I should also mention, like, that's the only one that is 7 to 9 p.m. It's an evening event. All the other ones are the 2 to 4 afternoon slots. Okay, so, now, um, we had a... All yeah, the events are not. All the events are not weather permitting. It's rain or shine. Rain or shine, because um, at the Sing Center, for example, we have uh, the access to the little theater there. Okay. But in the good weather, we're going to try to hold it on the pavilion. Okay. Uh, if it's a beautiful, you know, afternoon, we're going to be outside. Would that be uh, bring your own lawn chair? Or bring your own lawn chair? Bring your that? own lawn chair. Yes, please bring your chair. And um, at Roseland, if we can't be outside in the amphitheater, then we usually get the barn or uh, we call it the boathouse. So there are two facilities that are covered. So, yeah, it's rain or shine. Um, and we had really good luck last year. We didn't really have – we had one time we had to go in the barn. So we're, we got it covered. <laughs> Thank you for all you do. I really, really well, appreciate it's, it. it's a lot of fun. Oh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, the people that are coming out, our audience is growing, and it's nice to be able to give um, a forum for the writers and also for the audience to hear different voices than you would normally hear. Uh, You know, there's a certain particular segment of people who are very well-known and have the mic all the time on the national stage, right? And these are your local voices, so you want to come out and hear what people have to say. And Karen's book out there, again, is Gold in Autumn by Karen Warinsky, and I highly recommend it. I take it with me for every author's hour show to recite poetry at the end, but I am up against the clock because I still got to do some commercials. Karen, thank you very, very much for calling in and promoting poetry in New England. Thanks for having us, Wayne. Okay, Karen. Bye-bye now. That concludes that part of the show, and we still got to pay these bills. And, you know, Another segment with the poetry in New England that's really growing by leaps and bounds is comic books. And we are at the Dragon. We're talking about Green Dragon comics and collectibles. And uh, they do a fantastic job on Facebook. Like it. And new uh, arrivals every day on material. Board games, Magic the Gathering, Fortnite. If you're missing an edition of your favorite comic book, she probably has it right there with her vast inventory. And if not, she's known in the business for the best locator service going. 
It's Green Dragon Comics and Collectibles with that new paved parking area right there at the intersection of Route 100 and 102. 401-949-2076. And they are back from New Smyrna, Florida. And you'll see them over at Thompson Speedway and Stafford and Waterford, New London and Monadnack Speedway. We're talking about the trailers from Northeast Race Cars and Speed and also the proud owners of Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair in Harrisville, Rhode Island. And the He Shed, not the She Shed, they're building race cars and chassis right in Harrisville. Local jobs local taxpayers. If you need some parts up in Wiscasset or New Smyrna, they ship out every day by 11 o'clock by calling 1-800-766-4748. Local at Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair for the best brake job in Northern Rhode Island, 401-710-9992. And uh, deals going on all the time. And uh, MSD, Simpson, Willwood, Moroso, so much more. They've got a lot of chrome goodies, too, for your uh, nice, nice classic car that you'll be dusting off now, getting ready for the circuit on that. Maybe a new paradise for the mirror. Give them a call at 401-710-9992. Wow, one hour goes by fast. Okay, get those emails. A Poet and Art Exhibition. The theme is Hope, and it's the 10th annual one at the uh, Wickford, Rhode Island. And it's going to be held from September 30th to October 23rd. Registration is going on right now for local poets, February 23rd to April 1st only. There is a $10 entry fee, and that's attention Scott Simmons for the Wickford, Rhode Island 10th annual Poetry and Art Exhibit. Theme is Hope. So get on that right now. And good news. Amazon is closing the two Massachusetts bookstores. They're brick-and-mortar stores in Massachusetts. And Dedham and Linfield are now closing. So Amazon is online only. Not a brick-and-mortar store. It can't help but help the local bookstores in the Massachusetts and New England area. Thank you very much for tuning in. Karen Warinsky with all the uh, poetry going on. And Guntis, Guncabros, Secrecy, and Gamemanship. Thank you to our fine sponsors, guests, and emailers at waynewnri at yahoo.com and for tuning in to the Author's Hour. Remember to shop locally and to read a book. And tomorrow, please have the best day of your life. Your host, Wayne G. Barber.